0: her dress, pulling it over her head. Why would anyone want to rob them? They were too poor to be worth robbing. The lion belt, she thought. Perhaps they've heard of that. Opening a small wall cupboard, she expertly lifted the false bottom and removed the only thing of value she owned, a gold belt, and fastened it about her waist. A noise in her father's room startled her as footsteps came toward her room. Grabbing a stool and a heavy iron candlestick, she positioned herself behind the door waiting breathlessly. The door on its leather hinges opened very slowly, and when Alex had a good clear shot at the foreign head, she brought down the candlestick with all her might. Crumpling at her feet was Pagnell; his eyes open for just an instant, seeing her before falling unconscious. The sight of him, this nobleman in her little house renewed her terror of the afternoon. This was no ordinary robbery. And where was her father, More footsteps, heavy ones pounding up the stairs, brought her to her senses. After one desperate glance, she knew the window was her only means of escape. Running to it, she didn't give a thought to how high she was when she lowered herself and jumped. The fall slammed her into the ground, where she rolled back against the wall, stunned, breathless, for a full, terrifying minute. There was no time to lie in the dirt and try to collect herself. Limping, a pain in her side and left leg, she hobbled toward the side of her house, where a shutter gaped open. The moonlight was not a good source of light, but lying beside her father in a tilted candlestick holder was a glowing candle. All she needed to see clearly the great gaping hole in her father's throat, his head lying in a pool of his own blood. Dazed, Alex left the window and began to walk away from her house. She didn't notice the cold air on her arms, the chill piercing through her crudely woven wool gown. No longer did she care about Pagnall or what he intended to do to her, what he took from her house, because he had already taken all he could. Her father, The one person who had loved her not because she was a musician but just because he liked her was dead. What more could the nobleman take than that? Walking, not seeing where she was going, she finally half fell, half collapsed in front of the church, on her knees, her hands clasped, and began praying for her father's soul that he be received in heaven with all the welcome he deserved. Perhaps it was the years of training Alex had received that made her able to concentrate so single mindedly or perhaps it was her grief, but she heard nothing of the turmoil that went on about her. Neither saw nor heard the crackling flames that consumed her house and cremated her father's lifeless body. The constant fear of fire within the walls brought most of the citizens from their houses, and in their terror they did not see Alex's slight form huddled in the recessed door of the church. At first light, the gates were opened, and waiting outside were six armored knights bearing the emblem of the Earl of Waldenham, the great stallion's hooves cut into the narrow paths between the houses, the knights slashing with two-handed swords at any sign or roof projection that got in their way as they moved slowly, possessively, through the town. Women grabbed their children away from the dangerous horses, holding them paralyzed as they watched these massive, formidable, helmeted men make their way through the peaceful town. The knights paused at the smoldering ruins of the Blackett house and the leader pulled a parchment from his saddle, nailing it to one standing, charred post. Without lifting his helmet, he looked down from atop his tall horse to the wide-eyed, frightened townspeople. With one swift gesture, he took the lance he carried and deftly speared a dog, tossing the instantly killed body into the ashes. Read this and beware, he said in a growl that reverberated off the stone walls of the town. Without heed for the townspeople, the men kicked their horses forward and thundered out of the town, taking the opposite side, destroying yet another road before they vanished through the gates, leaving a stunned populace behind them. It was some moments before anyone recovered enough to look toward the paper nailed to the post, and the priest, who was able to read, stepped forward. He took his time in the reading of the parchment, and the townspeople were silent while they waited. When at last the priest turned, his face was white drawn. Alex, he began slowly. Alexandria Blackett has been accused of heresy, witchcraft, and thievery. The Earl of Waldenham says the girl used her devil-given voice to entice his son, and when he tried to resist her, she profaned the church. At his further resistance, she smote him with her evil powers and robbed him. For a moment, no one could even breathe— Alex's voice given by the devil? Perhaps she was astonishingly gifted, but surely God had given her her ability. Didn't she use her voice in praise of the Lord? Of course, there were some songs she created that were far removed from church music, perhaps.